Trust me, it's playing. Welcome to this edition of Hindsight is Horrifying, the show where three mostly normal and somewhat cynical adults discuss life as members of the TV generation. Now here are your hosts, Darth Jader, Jason Mitchell, and Adam B. Hello, hello, hello. Well, this is so weird. I don't have my headphones on. You can have these back. <laughs> Sharing is caring, hindsighters. Welcome back to an episode of what it will likely be pure contention. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I th- well, not really. I mean, we've uh, we've sort of had a theme going on of us watching crappy movies. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and our guest has brought us one. Little did he know what he was walking into. No, I tried to give him fair warning, but that... I think you guys will be surprised on my take, but... uh, All right, we'll bring it. That's awesome. Uh, Hindsighters, in case you haven't noticed, we do have some new blood on the show today. His name is Jacob. Woo! (laughs) Welcome to the studio, Jacob. We appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, I know Jacob uh, because he's the actual... are you the founder and CEO that is of correct. your startup? Okay, so yes. why don't you introduce the Hindsiders to who you are and what you do and how cool your startup is? Yeah, uh, my name is Jacob Andrews. My company is Drones Eye View. I started Drones Eye View as an idea to map the world with drones, and now we're producing our own drone hardware, software platform, and media content to map the world. Um, so it's expanded from just drones into a more holistic uh, business that's not just hardware or software oriented, um, but really kind of combines both. Yes. And you guys, the man has three 3D printers. I've seen his <laughs> office. I was amazed. I've never been in the presence of that many 3D printers at one time. Oh, so. good I love for drones. you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Christian, for that helpful input. Christian chiming in. Yeah. So he's off and running to the races. So, uh. Well, why don't we tell the ladies and gentlemen at home uh, which crappy movie we're watching tonight? We are watching. <laughs> You're not going to get him. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I warned him before he showed up. Yeah. Hindsiders, we are watching Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I and love this movie. It was kind of funny because <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, we've, we had to reschedule with Jacob, so he was supposed to be on the show several weeks ago, but what happened was we just had, uh, I think you had a test, a yeah. flight test that you had to attend, so we had to reschedule, but uh, the... Criterium that I gave Jacob was that we were on a different kick at the time, and I told him to pick a movie that had truly influenced him growing up. And listeners, you won't believe it. This is the movie he chose. <laughs> so, so, Jacob, why don't you tell us why you chose Star Wars Episode Two? Yes, defend yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, what kid doesn't like Star Wars? Um, and... Uh, I could have picked, you know, one of the obvious ones, but I've always had a, um, for lack of a better word, a thing for Star Wars Episode Two. Um, it's personally my favorite Star Wars, and I, seriously, I, wait, a thing for the movie? Seriously, or a thing for the girls in the movie? I've dated some, crazy, <laughs> I've dated crazy girls. Go, go, just go, do it. Go, going back to the Spanish, uh, por qué no los dos? Oh, uh, okay. Why not both? Uh, for all you uh, non-Spanish, ambos. Yeah. See, he speaks mm-hmm. the code too, Jason. You're outnumbered again. Vas? <laughs> He's a Deutscher. He cleave a dick. Uh, and meanwhile, Nine. we've got... Uh, so, yes, yeah. please, please continue. Yeah, so uh, Star Wars Episode Two. while it's my favorite, um, I don't necessarily think it's the best movie. And, no! And uh, I'm going to say, looking at it, like, without rose-tinted glasses, I think all Star Wars movies suck. 
I, yeah, I, I actually, I agree with you. Yeah. In a very, very serious way, I actually, I, I totally agree with you. I couldn't yeah. watch. I grew up on Star Wars. I loved Star Wars. I mean, it's just what I was when I was a kid. Right. And I don't think you could pay me to watch A New Hope right now. <laughs> Why? Because I, I think there's only a certain number of times you can see it. Yeah. And I've hit that point. I don't know. You can't give yourself a little vacation and <laughs> circle back to it? Or is it really well, damaged it, in your No, life? it's not that it's damaged. It's boring. <gasps> now, yeah. Which episode is A New Hope? Um, episode four. The 1977. First yes. When, see, when first I was growing up, we called that... Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking he about. He can't see that far into the past anymore. Oh, but wait, maybe he can because what's yeah, going on? Yeah, with those glasses. With, yeah, you might be with able. these nerd goggles we got going on. Is it on. like the old those intro like to Doctor Who? I, I, I was reading in the personnel, personal section of the Alpharetta Picayune S W F her I S O. A Star Wars fan. I always figured you were more of an M4M. <laughs> like none other. <laughs> you creepy man. Oh, God. So I showed up, and here I am, and I'm so happy to see you all. Now, th- oh, th- see, th- speak, you this, know, is, this is how outsiders see Star Wars fans. Now, if I was with my other Star Wars fans, friends, this is a little more like it. <laughs> Red five. This is red leader. He put thought into this. He really did. <laughs> oh my god! It's a lot. lot of S foils in attack position. Oh my. S foils. Uh, red three standing by. Space foils. I don't, I don't know. know. They're called S foils. And the reason I know by. that is because when I was growing up, this is called an LP. What does LP mean? You mean <laughs> the height? The height of musical reproduction? <laughs> yes. Yes. And Why I w- don't you share that information with our younger? Uh, guest host tonight well for almost 50 years yeah which is 10 times longer than what the cd had (laughs) for almost 50 years 78 rpm was the popular speed of a record until they slowed it down to 33 and a third and called it the long playing Mm -hmm. album or lp yes when you call a cd an lp you're wrong anyway there i was one of the first star wars fans i used to sit I and don't get creepy on me, but I would sit in my bed in my room and put the LP on <laughs> to the battle sequence at the end, and I would oh, use yeah. the lights of my oh. stereo to to simulate me in one of the X-wing fighters, and I would Aww. I would take down the Death Star almost uh, every night. Uh, it, okay, is that code for something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> mom Maybe. always wondered what those stains were. <laughs> Maybe. Um, <clears throat> no, but that actually brings me to sort of an. Uh, the theme, I think, of Star Wars okay. is a generational theme. We were talking yeah. about this before the show, that there's, you know, I saw Star Wars for the first time when I was probably two, and okay. it was Star Wars. It was Mark Hamill. It was Harrison Ford. It was Carrie Fisher. You know, it was the, you know, it was Darth Vader. It was, it was all very much an encapsulated three-movie thing that uh, we played with the toys, we pretended to be the characters, everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it was never the Ewoks. No, I mean, as a kid, I, as a kid, I like the Ewoks. I love the Ewoks. I actually never, I've never had a problem with the Ewoks. But we've got an interesting. Speaking yeah. of generational, we've got an interesting panel here tonight because yes. all of us experienced Star Wars during different walks of life. Well, Gen X, Millennial, Millennial. 
other millennial. <laughs> I, I'm really kind of considered Gen Z and Gen Z. Yeah. yeah, he's a Zoomer. I, I'm, I'm like right there uh, at the. Uh, the cusp between the cusp, Gen Z yeah. and, and the Oregon, Oregon, Oregon yeah. Yeah. guy right down <laughs> yeah. here. Yes. No, I was introduced to Star Wars on Good Morning America. Rona Barrett in Hollywood would mm-hmm. review mm-hmm. movies. Could you uh, turn down your device, Mr. Brown? That's that might be mine. Why is it, oh, I, it said your name on it. My bad. I sent a note to him. Well, how about to you, him, Jason? Get it together. A secret note. <laughs> Oh, but that's, that's and I remember talking with my friends on the deck of my above ground pool growing up saying, <laughs> wow, what's this new movie? Star Wars. Should we go see it? Oh, I don't know. It looks silly. I don't think anyone's going to go see it. I said, let's just give it a chance. And then, of course, when I arrived, there was a line around the block and people yeah. bragged at how many times they saw Star and, Wars. And there's a story that goes along with that for me. But I want to talk about the movie. You know, normally when we do this, uh, we sort of start the movie going. And then we talk, and then eventually we get around to the movie. But in this case, we are now six minutes and 57 seconds in, and nothing has happened. happened. Um, I see planes flying. It's all world building, right? Oh, wait, no, this this is a critical scene. (laughs) No, 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 I'm I'm very honest here. This is the scene where Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin, old Ben Kenobi, Annie, uh, are sharing an elevator ride together. And this is the part where they literally try to correct the fact that when we were introduced to Obi-Wan, he described Anakin as a good friend, right? But in the entire first movie, Obi-Wan really didn't give a shit for Anakin. Yeah, Obi-Wan's like 18 and Anakin's nine, so they're, you know. Yeah, so what we've got here is a whole scene where they're trying to give us a friendship. Yes, Darth Jar Jar, and that's literally all we get in all three movies. We'll talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> we are we are expected to buy the line in the third movie. You know, you were like a brother to me. Well, they did that. Uh, they made fun of the Star Wars franchise pretty hard on uh, Clerks the Animated Series with similar logic. Uh, Randall had George Lucas literally on trial, and he was, you know, he was <laughs> chastising all these different directors, like with Steven Spielberg, Spielberg. He was like, what was the deal with Hook? Like, I want my eight bucks back, but with George Lucas, he really roasted him. And he said, yeah, what? where's the continuity? How can you explain that uh, when Obi-Wan originally talks about Anakin, he said he was already a great pilot, but when we meet him in The Phantom Menace, he's just a little boy. Like, he's tearing it to pieces. Well, It's fantastic. Yeah, the... I don't even care about the age issue with uh, with you know introducing Anakin and and Amidala. Padme, yeah, yeah, um, and you know there's this obvious age. Yeah, that's fine. I Whatever. take more issue I, with that than most. I my problem is that at no point do we ever get sort of an organic love. It's they've, ju- had, they've had no time to develop. They've had absolutely love. no, no. Yeah, he, and yeah. Met, okay, so and I'll segue into my thing about this because they met when Padme was fourteen and Anakin was nine. Not a yeah. significant I think it was like age. seven, even younger, or was it nine? Okay. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, uh, it's in the song. about it actually. Yeah. So okay. Padme's uh, a cougar. Is that what you're saying? No, she is. Ultimately, it's not. Uh, well, I I've brought this up on previous episodes because. It, Age difference, fine, bless you both. But to me, what really matters is when you both met each other. So Padme meets nine-year-old Anakin, and even one of the first things she says to him in episode two is, oh, Annie, you'll always be that little boy I knew on Tatooine. And it's like, ew, y'all fall in love and get married and have sex? That's great. Uh, It's just creepy to me. It's kind of like the whole Johnny Depp, Christina Ricci thing when she was reticent to kiss him on Sleepy Hollow because she was like, yeah, we met when I was single digits and he was almost 30. 
So it it's just a little strange. But when, if you meet when you're both adults who pay taxes. Why do you charge her a look at the camera? Sorry. <laughs> you <laughs> totally he broke, broke character. The fourth wall. So broke the fourth wall. Oh, Jar Jar. Yeah, enough about uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, nobody cares about him. Um, we we <laughs> This movie, though, okay, I yeah. would like to know, uh, how old were you yeah, when that, you saw going. this a movie? Uh, I'm, I'm, that was a Jar Jar. This came out in 2002. Yeah. 2002. I, I honestly don't know for sure because I think the first Star Wars I watched in theaters was um, episode three, and that was, what, 05? And so, I think so, yeah, I think so. Um, it was sometime before then, I, I think, and I probably watched it at home uh, because my dad was a big Star Wars fan growing up, and I mean, he has like the ultimate collection Legos and everything. So, I, I don't know exactly you see when this man's basement. So many uh, Star Wars Legos. <laughs> uh, ours used to be that way, but uh, um, actually, since starting Drones Eye View, um, the, ah, Jesus, yeah. ah, sorry, <laughs> I'm looking at the subtitles. This is lazy writing. He he just said no assassin would try that way. Yeah, and then that's that's it. That's that's like Victorian writing. Well, I think the actors suffered from the lack of writing because the, it's all stilted and stiff. So it's stilted. all it's so unnatural, and nobody they all have the same personality in this movie as a result. Because everyone in the, every single character is exactly the same, yeah. except Anakin has an anger thing, and there's one character who's awesome and he's the only fucking character in all three movies who's awesome obi-wan no obi-wan sucks in this hey what? yeah he's he's garbage in this what? Oh McGregor, i love you don't listen i love you mcgregor too it's not his fault i love natalie portman i love samuel L. jackson yeah, there's so many great talented actors I love in this Kip movie Bisto. he's not train spotting he's not uh, yeah. he's not happy no palpatine palpatine's the only character in the and i love palpatine. i'll go with that yeah but to in all fairness, I think that Palpatine is the only one who didn't have to learn his character and shift gears because oh, he's he been knew Palpatine. exactly his character. Yeah, that's his wheelhouse. He's been Palpatine the entire saga, as opposed yeah. to these new people who had to come in, play retroactively written versions of well-established, yes. famous yeah. yes. characters worldwide. Yes, and they. It's just like when you translate a book to a movie. People have a certain image in their heads, and when it doesn't match with what they expect, it upsets them. Yeah. Well, I think I think. Your point is is perfectly made by the fact that if you look at A New Hope, mm-hmm. thinly written, right? But you have a character like, or you have an actor like Sir Alec Guinness. Oh, yeah. And you give him these lines. Sir Alec Guinness is basically incapable of doing that without breathing all of this life and energy into the character. He's just a textured actor to begin See, with. See, I don't know. I feel like uh, old Ben... Not not the best character, not uh, the best actor. Uh, Sir Alec Guinness. Yeah, I, I felt like kind of like Shots Christopher. fired. Yeah, I, I feel like kind of like Christopher Lee uh, in like the uh, ending scene uh, fighting Yoda in episode mm-hmm. two. He, he Sorry. Just, he, he, <laughs> you mean that ridiculous scene? <laughs> yeah, but too old to play the role. I could not get into uh, um, the. But to be fair, Lo- Yoda was like 800, so. That's right. Mm-hmm. And one is never too old to play a role. Aw, ageism. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Mr. Sure Brown, would you would you please educate someone about Sir Alec Guinness? 
Uh, like maybe a movie called uh, Bridge, uh, Bridge Over, Over the River, River Kwai. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not doubting that he could have acted, but for... Oh, he's uh, never seen this. He's too uh, young to have seen Bridge Over the River no, Kwai. No, no, you know Alec Guinness w- was doing it for the bread. as he. Oh, yeah. yeah. He just was doing he it hated for the Star bread. Wars. He was yeah. not a big fan. Well, they, well, they all out. hated... I try to not acknowledge that truth. <laughs> yeah. It makes me sad. Well, they all pretty much hate Star Wars. I mean, all the cast hates it. Mostly, I mean, even yeah. all the fans, like we're talking about, hate yeah. Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars' biggest critics are their fans. I mean, yeah. That, well, well uh, yeah, you're absolutely 100% correct because Star Wars is just, it was a thin thing in the beginning and it was a huge hit. Yeah. So they made two more movies. Fantastic. Then everything starts. Well, s- even five and six, that like you're getting yeah. at, that was retcon because they didn't even know. And then George Lucas then comes to claim that, oh, yeah, I had five and six. And then I had uh, one, two, three prequels planned the whole time. Yeah, bullshit, dude. Yeah. I just didn't yeah. have the technology yeah. for it even, when we first did these yeah. movies. So I've heard, mm-hmm. you know, that Luke and Leia weren't even supposed to originally be siblings. And then that got changed when they got the green light to make episode five. Hence the creepy yeah. kiss in Empire. Yeah. yeah. It was, well, yes, it was uncomfortable. Just yeah. a tad. It was like <laughs> well, Donnie and Marie Osmond, my God. I mean, what's so weird, though, is when you look at the fact in that... Alabama, that's romance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In West Virginia, be Slam fair. Slam on Alabama and Virginia. Touche. No, but episode, um, episode four is very, very much George Lucas. And... Being George Lucas, what that means is it's a ripoff. It's a ripoff of samurai movies. It's a ripoff of World War II movies. Um, Even Carrie Fisher said that in a much more diplomatic fashion yeah, during one of her interviews. But, but here's the thing. That's fine because most of art is ripping people off. That's what art is. Yeah. You know? And I, I think uh, along the same vein, episode two is probably the most George Lucas Star Warsy movie out there because it, it's a point where... They could use CGI, although some of it doesn't hold up. I think a lot of it still does. Um, and he was really able to kind of let his imagination fly and really bring the big set pieces, the big, uh, you know, clone armies together, the Coruscant like this. I mean, still, this is one of my biggest inspirations is seeing Coruscant with all these flying cars. And, you know, well, in and- retrospect, a big reason why I got into drones and uh, tying back into... Uh, what you're saying about him pulling from history. I mean, a, a lot of this is like designed and written like a uh, a Shakespearean type of play. And uh, he pulls uh, from. Uh, <laughs> you're talking to three I was, I was, I, I was with you. Right I was, I was there with you. I like yeah. the drone. The drone reference <laughs> yeah. is very, very good. Yeah. I was all over that. Well, Shakespeare n- would never shut up about drones. My no, God. You, but, but, so but, you, but you are right to a certain degree because Shakespeare established so many structural concepts yeah. that that are still in play today and i do think you know this these movies are and this isn't a criticism but they're very much adherence to here's act 1 here's act 2 here's act 3 oh for sure the difference is they don't do it within the movies i think the act structure in the movies is very muddled but they did it with the three episodes. Okay. Act one, act two. That's why act two, oh, is so dark. I'm with you. And now we just passed another yeah. moment to prove your point even further, Jason, how they tried to shoehorn this deeper friendship, like 
Anakin and Obi-Wan are just besties on some level because Anakin jumps out of the, the car and Obi-Wan's like, oh, I hate it when he does that. Yeah, Anakin genuinely seems to dislike him. Yeah, yeah, he just yeah. feels overly uh, criticized and I don't know. Oh, they Blade Runner. They don't have a good relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do on the surface. But I, I do agree with you as far as when, what you were saying about the limitations. And this is the point where George, he had the money. He had the technology. Yes. He would pay somebody to invent the technology if it didn't yeah. exist. But I mean, they develop. And I think and, and other people have said this before. It's the Jaws phenomenon. Spielberg in Jaws was very limited. And he got greatness because of the limitations. Right. I think if you look at episode four, five and well, four and mostly five, not six, because the budget was huge. But mm. There was a lot more limitation, and I think they had to do more with less, Agreed. and so it, it had it had more richness to it. I, in in my opinion, I completely agree with that, and I think you know I agree with Jacob's point too in the sense that yeah, you got to see all of this fantastic world building, and we get to see these incredibly brilliant images of the whole city as opposed to just maybe one cantina right. or maybe one bar that we're at at any given time. But I think George Lucas shot the project in the foot in that sense because he made it absolutely visually stunning for everybody who's watching the movie but for the actors it's a green screen yeah. yeah and depending on your level of capabilities as an actor that's tough like even if you're you know Sir Ian McKellen he didn't like how much green screen was involved right. in Lord of the Rings so like yeah. uh well, and it takes away from their experience and their ability to to block, to interact with each other. It's just stilted. It, 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 it's hard to act against just blue. You oh, know, even exactly. in Jurassic Park, they were still typically on sets with, yeah. you know. No, um, what, what surprises me, though, about that, when you talk about the just mashing everything in there, mm -hmm. that was one of the principal complaints that a lot of people had about these movies. You know, whether or not you agree or not, it was something that people complained about. And when they made episode nine, they did the exact same fucking thing but with more lens flare <laughs> yes yes with more lens flare but they did the exact same thing they did. and it's amazing when you look at people who were involved in making these movies you know it seems like you would say well what did people if we're doing look it's just a business we want to make money just ask the question well what did people not like about you know, one, two, and three. Well, they had some complaints about there was too much in there. Okay, great. Let's not do that. Yeah, it's almost overwhelming. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like there's actually like a cohesive story between the prequel, unlike the uh, sequel, though, because um, I mean, even if you're looking at like the politics aspect, which a lot of people complained about, at least with the politics, even though most people, if they're familiar with Star Wars, they knew what it was leading to. It at least had a purpose. Where I feel like the sequel trilogy, I mean, it was just kind of shoehorned in there and had no real purpose not leading to any conclusion Agreed. like totally we, agree we, like we talked about uh um i was when episode seven came out i was like all right you know I, i'm a big star wars fan let's uh let's go watch it came out from the theater not blown away but it's like all yeah, right. it was good yeah. it, was, it, was, it yeah. was a reboot yeah well and the problem yeah. with, half. the yeah. problem with yeah. introducing yeah. all yeah. the politics is that you know we're Everything is retroactively done. We already know what's going to happen. He's going to become Darth Vader. We know that Palpatine's behind all of this. He's, he's yeah. going to crush it, but they go into such avid detail with politics that we weren't familiar with in the first place and, don't care and ultimately about. don't matter because Palpatine is scheming to ruin everything. Yeah, I, 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 I like lasers. Yeah. I like, <laughs> yeah. I well, like I want to go back to what you were saying. I think that is if, if deep contribution, Mr. Brown. <laughs> 
Uh, If you compare the sequels or the prequels to the sequels, I think you're exactly right. And I think one thing that the prequels had going for it is I can say, oh, if somebody said, well, what are the prequels about? Oh, it's the it's how Anakin became Darth Vader. Yeah, there I can. Boom. Done. That's it. You cannot do that with the sequels because they literally walked into those sequels without an idea where they were going right they had yeah. no run of show yeah. as it were yeah like, even this one it it surprised me how simple the synopsis of this movie was considering the fact that it's two hours long and it is jam-packed with everything under the sun yeah and i i couldn't really remember the backstory because once this again, weapon is your life <laughs> sorry that's not what yoda anyway Anyhow, the synopsis, since we're, what, 15, 20 minutes in now? Rock and roll. Uh, So, 10 years after the invasion of Naboo, the Galactic Republic is facing a separatist movement, and now Senator Padme Amidala travels to Coruscant to vote on a project to create an army to help the Jedi protect the Republic. However, in the meantime, you have Anakin Skywalker, who shares a forbidden romance with Padme, while Obi-Wan Kenobi investigates an assassination attempt on the senator and discovers a secret clone army crafted for the Jedi. So it's literally just two huge armies yeah. being built against each other. And meanwhile, the Obi-Wan and Anakin are assigned to to Senator Amidala to protect her. And then the Jedi come up with the, the Jedi council comes up with the great idea of, Hey, let's split you guys up and send the less experienced guy to protect the really highfalutin politician. That I think is an example of that. What makes something, what makes writing bad writing? Do tell. Well, when you say I need to get character a and character B into this situation, how do I do that? Oh, well, this could happen, and then they'd have to be in that situation. Well, and you and I came ba- up with well, better canon for that, actually. Yeah, well, but, I mean, but bad writing stops there. Yeah. Good writing says, yeah, but could that compelling thing, does that weaken everything else? Is that not plausible? Is it so implausible that it is going to distract people from the point I'm going to? Yeah, because, no. I mean, go ahead, Jake. Yeah, yeah now... I feel like w- with the the writing uh, in in this movie, yeah, it's far from uh, Shakespearean uh, levels of writing. <laughs> oh, he's backpedaling um, now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but stylistically, I hate though, sand. I mean, you have like the. But uh, no, bring up that line. All right, so w- w- yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I, I feel like if you look at someone like Anakin, right, who's never had a experience outside of being a slave and then all of a sudden thrusted into hey i'm fighting intergalactic crimes going all around the galaxy he's never had any sort of romantic experience. all because he failed a blood test yeah of course but of course he's not going to have uh, uh, chlorians of course he's not going to have like the most uh suave like (laughs) game you know so to speak and i i think go uh going back to uh uh what we're talking about um, assigning Anakin to be Padme's guard. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't she specifically request that? Yeah, but who gives a shit? <laughs> when you're in, when you're in charge of somebody's security, you don't listen to what the person you're protecting says. Yeah, no. you ignore everything they say because they want it to be easy and convenient. Yeah, and she, like that's what I'm saying is that she couldn't have bowled over Obi Wan. He was experienced and grounded enough that he should have been the one protecting her, and they should have sent some other senior Jedi. Well, I, to go hunt down the assassination yeah, attempt person, I, I, like the bounty hunter. But that's like I, saying I think, like you know, hey, in uh, Episode Six. Uh, the Emperor should have turned around when Darth Vader went to go pick him 
up and throw them down the, the, the shaft. It's like, well, yeah, and that, that, that would have been a different outcome. But. <laughs> <laughs> like, right? Well, yeah, I, I, I think logically what, based on the character, uh, you know, like take Yoda. Yoda's a perfect example of this. Yoda was only in a few minutes of episode um, six. No, five. Episode five. Empire Strikes Back. Uh, And he was in just a few minutes of Return of the Jedi. Well, I guess he was in episode six as a force ghost, right? Well, no. Good blow this is. He died in six. Yes. Yeah, he was in, yeah, but he was, that's what I mean. He yeah, was, he was also he was in five. He was in five and six, but yeah. he was in five and six. It was a brief. Five is Empire, and he did all the training. With yeah, yeah, yeah. Empire. So he's in Empire, yeah. he's in Jedi. It's a brief thing. But Frank Oz's whole interpretation of the character, and again, remembering that Yoda was introduced in that movie that George didn't direct, uh, that Irvin Kirshner directed, as a real grown-up proper movie. Mm. Um, it's the most legit movie of all of them i mean it's you know it's a real grown-up actually we're not going to do kitty star wars you know science fiction we're going to make it real Wait, movie. Wh- anyway wh- which one empire empire five mm-hmm. empire strikes back i don't yeah. know yes okay. five. yeah yeah <laughs> um but yoda is in those two movies very very briefly but the character comes across and it's so profound this wisdom you know this there's pe- a mystique to it and and it doesn't translate in the yeah universe. and it's you know don't judge me by my size you know wep- you know wars don't make you great um and yet for some reason he was teaching your lightsaber is your life but whatever um but, but obi-wan th- said that you're just saying yoda taught him that yeah that because he said what well, yeah be, don't you remember when obi-wan said to yoda was i any different when you trained me oh lordy you have to make a lot of assumptions with based on the crappy dialogue well what you have to do is you have to you have to basically you can either have four five and six or you can have one two and three you cannot have both well that's where everyone the fandom is pitted against itself yeah. in that sense yeah. because uh, you know it's it's exactly what you're saying you're either in one camp or another and Meanwhile, you have the noobs like me who's just like, ah, eh, they're, they're all in Well, but the, the point Why I was not? trying to make about Yoda, though, and going back yeah. to the thing with, with making, with allowing Anakin to be, you know, her bodyguard, is it seems like Yoda would have been that grandfather, grandfatherly, avuncular character who, when she said, oh, I want Obi-Wan to be my guard, he would have said, no, I don't think that's a good idea. You know, in a smile, you know, in a in a nice way. Especially once but he realized he that can read the stitches on the fastball. But yeah. I, I think uh, that that's uh, the whole uh, the whole point of uh, the first three movies is to show how fallible the Jedi's are in their thinking and their philosophies. Mission how, accomplished. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but no, how, how they're so dogmatic in their thinking to uh, think, oh, they're they're impervious to falling with how great and mighty the Republic is, and then you know. Towards the trail end of this movie, it, we really start to see the the fall of Anakin Skywalker, the, the fall of the armor, Republic. Yeah. yeah, and we really start to see okay, the Jedi aren't as impenetrable as, as we were, were led to believe they are. And yet, they're almost even more superhuman. Yeah, on the oh, they're like timeline. yeah, they're superheroes. It, that, I, that's what I liked about Luke. He was a relatable Jedi. He's a farm boy. He yeah, was every man. Exactly. He was every man. He was every man. John McClane. Like, this movie does not have an every man. There's no. There's no. There's nobody who <laughs> gets like stuff explained to them. You know, there's no. There's no us in the movie. We we are coming up on a break. Mm-hmm. I do want to say though, I have one suggestion that would have made the entire trilogy much better. Batman. 
<laughs> Actually, okay, two suggestions. <laughs> two suggestions. Oh, my God. That yes, Jason. Yeah. Um, if they had ended the second movie with Anakin becoming Darth Vader, and if the entire third movie was him as Darth Vader, but before the mask. Ooh. I think that would have been cool. Well, and we'll come back to what we were talking about off camera, speaking of Darth Vader and how he got there. So, Hindsiders, we're about to take a break, but we will be back in one second. And we're back. Yahoo. A lot can happen in one second. Wow. Sure can, and we're never going to share what it was. No, no. All right, so who's this? Who are we watching? This is Padme. One of Padme's handmaids. Her friend. Her friend. (laughs) Her very special friend that she brings home for Christmas. Aww. Mom and dad never ask questions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay Speaking of which, uh, I, I guess that was uh, a scene that was cut out of this movie. Um, Anakin was supposed to be brought back uh, to meet Padme's family, but that was cut out. Oh, okay. Uh, really? Yeah, I never knew meet, that. Meeting the in-laws. No, that would have been meet hilarious. <laughs> um, but we briefly brought up uh, Star Wars and other media, and uh, I think, Jade, you mentioned Batman would have been. A, <laughs> have you guys ever seen that... Uh, I think it was Parks and Recreation episode with oh, Aaron Jesus. Oswald talking oh, yes. about the. I would, I think that would be better than uh, the most recent three Star Wars movies if they did like a super mega mashup of all the Disney properties in one movie crossover of Marvel yeah. and yeah Star Wars and like. Um, princess Leia is the ultimate Disney princess. She is. Yeah, yeah she is. True. Yeah, she is a Disney princess. No, Mash so is so the is Thor Disney princess. What? Never mind. Oh no. Thor is a princess. Yeah, because in the comics they they did the thing where he it, uh, they started uh, the female Thor nerd, and she's oh. a, and he was a prince. See, and so I, she's a princess. She, I thought how you could do the crossover, yeah. especially if you did a prequel. You could have a, one of those uh, uh, like rom com uh, style love triangles between <laughs> Thor, Anakin, and uh, and uh, Natalie Portman. Oh, agreed, yeah. agreed. <laughs> well, uh, here's the thing though, and, and this is urgent because yeah. we're in the uh, the fifties diner scene. Yeah. As someone who, uh, you know what, I'm just gonna say it. Defend this. Yeah. What is this garbage? <laughs> Defend this. <laughs> World building. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Obi-Wan is just old friends with everyone in the galaxy except for his enemies. That's pretty. Everybody it's loves a Obi-Wan. Tribute to American graffiti. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that goes in a Star Wars and Ron movie. Ron Howard's yeah. an extra in the background. There you, just you go. He got cut yeah. out. You didn't. You never okay. Well, here it. here's an important leading question then. Uh, since we're talking about tributes to American graffiti, could you come up with a plot thread to make Indiana Jones and Star Wars in the same universe? I think you could. Do tell. Oh, you're a little. Oh, oh, I you, think well, you want to hear. <laughs> oh, uh, you're gonna lay the trap. Us? Go ahead and snap it shut. Well, no. Uh, I was talking with LJ uh, a while ago, uh-huh. uh, and you know, we, Hi, LJ. yeah, we don't have much to do, so we talk about things hey, you're like that. Old men. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, um, but he has cats though, so it's a different thing. Yeah. Is, he, um, is, he, is he married still? No. Okay. Adam? L- L- no, L- LJ, is, no, he's not married. Oh, oh right. Yeah. Okay, Different gotcha. guest. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, no, but I think you could do an Indiana Jones Star Wars crossover. And I think you would have to make somehow Indiana Jones would have to be Han Solo's ancestor. Right? 
We're just like Doctor Who style time traveler. And yeah, Han Solo, Indy are the same person, right? Like that Indy, Indy, Indy jumped into really well. Yeah, yeah, it was an, it was actually a TARDIS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes in the fridge, and Matt Smith's like, "What are you doing in here?" <laughs> I mean, that would explain how he made it out of that. So. Yeah, and Blade Runner's got to play a role in that. Oh, too. you could do that. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, Han Solo was actually a replicant the whole time. Yeah. Oh Have you seen Blade Runner? Not the original. Oh. And I fell kind of, yeah, I think I fell asleep during the... <gasps> the Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Um, Ryan Reynolds in the new one? In the new one. Was it or Ryan? No, I, thought, I, think I thought it was Gosling. the other guy. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Ryan Gosling. I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say, yeah. Uh, he gets his well, Ryan's mix. I, I will confess uh, Blade yeah, Runner is one of my favorite movies. I've never seen the new one. I haven't seen the movie. Never seen the movie either. I was supposed to go and see it in the theater, and then there was a death in the family. We had to go out of town. That was it. Lucky, lucky you. Yeah. Got <laughs> <laughs> out of it. Plot twist. But before we went off camera, we were not only talking about Batman, but possible alternatives to how Darth Vader could have become Darth Vader. Jason and I were having this conversation uh-huh. before the two of you arrived tonight, and I think we came up with a better version. Because well, and it's like you said, they kind of shoehorned the Padme-Anakin relationship as well because they've yeah. been apart for 10 years. All he has is this memory of her when he's a little boy and he looks up to her and sees her as like this grown-up figure and she's beautiful and he's just got a fantasy about her in his head and he <laughs> runs with that. Yeah, we all know what, it, we all know what <laughs> Anakin was thinking was saying, about but, um, for about I, three years see, there. I think that makes sense. I, I mean... <laughs> If you're ever a little boy and had an older female babysitter, it's a similar yeah. dynamic. Yeah. I thought Veronica was like 30 years old, and I was <laughs> in love with her. <laughs> yes. God damn it. <laughs> always, always segues. Always. Favorite every, comedian. I, every time. As every, John Mulaney says. Every mm. goddamn episode. So anyway, <laughs> it's my it's Mulaney's my your Yoda. Yes, he yes. is. Uh, but with, you know, more narcotics involved, unfortunately. Um, well, I don't know. Uh, Yoda, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yoda's only 28 years old. Yeah. He's done a lot of blow. Yoda, Yoda strikes me as a guy who threw a lot of TVs oh. out of a lot of hotel windows. He threw a, he threw a lot of keys into a lot of bowls. No, I think you mean... Do not Mr. judge me by my size. <laughs> <laughs> you just won the episode. <laughs> uh, uh, the tripod. Wait, I don't get it. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. when, when a man loves a woman, <laughs> but he wants to sleep with a lot of other it. random women, <laughs> he brings the first woman to a party where there's a fishbowl that he puts his car keys in. Do I have to spill no. the rest of it out? No. Okay, <laughs> yeah. we're not yeah. doing this. If you live in the right development, it happens all the time. Yes, that is that is oh, apparently my, my tell. apparently that's true. We yes. learned this. Uh, yes, we did. Yeah. And what fruit? Uh, <laughs> I know what you. T- Mm-hmm. So this this is the scene where we get to meet all the lovely little kids that are going to get murdered. All the young murdered. Hey, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, we do that all the time. The whole movie's nothing. Oh, movie's twenty years old. I'm, I'm just kidding. But um, so like Jason and I were discussing this: how Darth Vader could have become Darth Vader? Because like I said, he was holding on to this just vague, vague or vague memory of Padme from when he was nine years old, and probably. She had you know. more than a vague memory. If anything, if anything, <laughs> anyway. you should have met her and gone, "Wow, you're nowhere near as hot as I remembered you." I know. Yeah, you, <laughs> you see the reality of it, but no, it, it, he's obsessed with her for ten straight years, and then he lets her mild rejection of him completely put him in a spiral, and that's the reason why he ultimately goes crazy. It's because of Padme. Now, is it? 
Is it really? No, because he's being manipulated by Palpatine the entire time. I think he goes crazy after the the Tuscan Raiders like kill his mom, right? And then that's true. Uh, Yeah, that was a big contributing (laughs) factor. But ultimately, like Padme was the breaking point. That's when he went truly insane. I think. Uh, yeah. Well, are you yeah. Pa- episode three now, or are you talking? Uh, in, uh, well, it, oh, it's it's we, the okay. it's when, when did he when did he hit the point of no return? Yeah, that's what I'm. I think it was when. Yeah. What pushed him over the edge? That's yeah. The question. And I, I think I, it was her. I, I'm gonna go with the woman. Yeah, yeah. it's always the woman. It's, it's, it's the what woman. we do. Yeah. But yes. no, but I, you and I came up with this great theory where <laughs> Anakin and Padme could have worked out because she keeps using her job as though it's some huge <laughs> obstacle yes. between them. She's just a senator. It's not like she's got yeah. an arranged yeah, marriage. That, and she's that, still the queen. That is the single most. That's the single most contrived thing in the whole movie. Is this we 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 love each other for some fucking reason? We've been we've known each other like He's five minutes. He's got an minutes. immature obsession with her, and uh, she's but, like. Eh. But it's this. I can't do it because I'm a Jedi. Well, I'm a senator. Who fucking cares yeah. if you're a senator? You're allowed yeah. to fall in love. If, if He's Kennedy not. could hook up with Marilyn, then you know. She yeah, could exactly. Up yeah. But like, let's <laughs> fall down this rabbit hole. So, say they wind up together legitimately out in public, and they're an actual item. Yeah. Maybe she starts, you know, currying him with some political favors. And what's their Brangelina name? Uh, pa- panicking? Panicking. <laughs> panicking. panicking right now. Yeah. I'm not really following too much uh, go, Well, but before, the, but before we, we were there. Panicking. One of the two. Um, yeah. Bef- in this alternate version that, that literally Darth and I came up with in five minutes before the show. It and would it's have better made a hell yeah. more sense than what actually happened. They could have very simply inserted a line where she just said, I've made a decision I'm not ever going to be with somebody because my work is too important. My work is my life, just like your weapon is your life. Y- yes. <laughs> yeah. That, well, that's how George would have written it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I wish I could make you not what I wish for or whatever. Yeah. Some, like, some of the, but, I've, and I've got feminine issues. Yeah. I just don't want to get involved with anyone. But then you can have, you can have if Anakin and Padme get together and it's, Instead of this sort of crappy romance thing that nobody believes, if they just start fucking and drinking and just being decadent together, and taking if advantage they, of they social are, status, yeah, and, and then status, yeah, yeah, you do. Imagine if Scorsese was was doing the the story of Padme and Anakin, it would be a Starring long, slow burn, yeah, of self destruction and complete spiraling, and yeah. he would. Fall into the dark side. It would be almost like watching, you know, the doors. Be very you know, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. yeah, watching the decomposition of his character the as they became corrupt. You know, yeah, because like the Jedi Council would push back on her curing, you know, yeah. favors and like putting him in special positions to, you know, do whatever the hell he wants and be all powerful. Yeah, and then he starts resenting the Jedi Council, and that's. Well, you could split between them. Yeah, you can imagine a scene where the Jedi Council wants to do something, but she know. wants Anakin to do it. What special position does she? Like? You know, <laughs> that's why you were like uh, reverse the, cowgirl, the, um, the pile driver, <laughs> Cleveland steamer, <laughs> the rusty trombone. All right, I'm done. The reverse rancor. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Anyway. Yes. Was it the pig man? (laughs) But yeah, so there could be a more realistic reason for him spiraling into madness and becoming a completely different person, but they just didn't feel the need to 
slap any logic into that equation, I suppose, but they shoehorned so much other stuff in there, not just the relationship between him and Padme, not just the relationship between him and Obi-Wan. They also, like, cringily groped for nostalgia in this movie. Like, and did so much tongue-in-cheek nonsense where, you know, Obi-Wan is stressed out by Anakin's misbehaving, and he's like, oh, you'll be the death of me, Anakin. And it's like, wah, wah, what a great one. And just... All the like callbacks to different creatures and stuff that they just felt like mentioning, but don't have anything to do with what's going on in the story. It's just they were just grasping too hard for nostalgia instead well, of trying to reinvent the wheel with something new. The the best example of that I think is one that and I, I when we were when we agreed to do this episode, I was like, I'm not make sure don't just do red letter media jokes. Yeah, because it's okay for me to do that when I'm on the phone with LJ, but doing a <laughs> show, I should be original. But in their review of this, one of the things that they really, you know, they make some hay out of is when the little uh, Padawans are training with the the helmets and the little... Just like Luke in episode four, yeah. Right, but if you watch that scene, it's very clear that that wasn't some kind of Jedi training thing. That was Han Solo had a helmet, a blast helmet. Yeah, but Obi-Wan had him doing the exercise. I know, but he... Han had the ball, though. Obi-Wan didn't have that. Han, uh, Obi-Wan picked that up. Oh, but they, yeah. They it was like Han, it, it was like training. a game. It was like something that Han Solo had is like a fun drinking game. So how do we know that Han Solo wasn't really Indiana Jones, a, a historian, and he knew the Jedi history, and he... he okay, he, I'll go with you on go. that. I'll go with you 100% on <laughs> oh, that. Yes. I think... I, think, I always wondered why a pilot... fate. Oh, yeah, but I always wonder why a pilot had a helmet that completely blocks your vision. Oh, Isn't that vision sort of an important factor to being a pilot. Unless that that was a takeoff of uh, the helmets that um, in the olden days of nuclear weapons. In the days of yore. Yeah, well, like they they would you would have a blast. Uh, that specific helmet was like one of the blast shields that they would use for pilots uh, it, to protect it, their eyes. Yes, it could also yeah. be. Um, before I got into drones, I started flying. Uh, I thought he was going in a different direction yeah, no, with that. <laughs> um, I started flying planes, and part of oh, cool. Uh, um, part of the training that you go through is called simulated instrument flying. So they put on goggles that block the top half of your vision, so you can't see outside. So you can only see the instrument panel. And okay, real, uh, real that, planes, that, Cessnas. Yes, yeah. Cessna one fifties. One seventy two. One seventy two. A nineteen sixty six Cessna one seventy two G Skyhawk. Damn. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, That's cool. When I when I took you flying lessons, the admiration of the yeah. older fellows. Yeah. Well done, <laughs> you did it. That, yeah. Well, Mr. Brown, have you flown? Have for. you flown a Skyhawk, Mr. Brown? Uh, yes. So yes, three of the four of us here have flown yes. a Skyhawk. I, I crash landed <laughs> 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 one. Wait, what? <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a crash okay. if you're here. Yeah. <laughs> That's worse. Than yeah, 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 yeah. A good landing is one you walk away from. Oh lordy. Um. <laughs> but I mean, what yeah. I was getting at, it, probably something similar. At least that's what you know. I, I never thought yeah, about that, could, that until yeah. you, you brought that up. But yeah, because you're right. It was yeah. Han who supplied the helmet. Yeah, and just, it was like hanging up on the you know on the wall. In you're there. right. You're totally yeah. right. And just a lot of continuity errors that they should have been able to fix, given the fact that they retroactively <laughs> built this world. But you did know. this movie make any money? Oh, uh, yeah, tons. Yeah, yeah they, they did. They what did not, but they did not. <laughs> yes. Shallow Mr. They Man. did not beat Titanic. Um, and George, George was very... Upset? He was, he, that was his goal. That was his white whale, was Titanic. Aww. Yeah, didn't make it. Now, 
th- this is not so much uh, just the focus on episode two, but uh, looking at this uh, LP, which I figured out what that means for Long the first time. Long playing. Uh, what do you guys think about like Star Wars being the story of R two D two and C three P? I have a story about that. Oh, you guys actually already know about this. When, I don't. Uh, uh, so on Twitter, Mark Hamill is actually he'll go through these uh, windows of time where he'll retweet or like respond. I think more than yeah. anything else to his followers, and uh, he's actually held onto the theory for years that R2-D2 is the hero of the entire Star Wars universe. Yeah. No, yeah. He gets everybody out of every jam and gets no credit for anything. Except, but, except the last three movies, though, kind of... They kind of built him up for that. Because it's BB-8. That's, no. yeah, yeah. B, yeah, they got a cute new puppy droid, and <laughs> poor R2 got tied up He's outside. He's going to the farm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, on Twitter once, I put up a meme that you know kind of supported that theory and it was like r2 is the hero of star wars can i get a honda accurate from space dad and he responded with my hashtag and i was like cool i can die now because mark <laughs> hamill just responded to me on twitter <laughs> sorry mark I get- hamill responded to you oh you've yes, heard he this did. story <laughs> well i have to feign excitement i'm fucking for the serious podcast um thanks for ruining that guys <laughs> you're welcome y'all suck yes we do <laughs> we can't help ourselves um, That's what all men say. Now, here's the thing about the clones. Django Fett, <laughs> a million times over. Yes, Django Fett, a million times over. Django Unchained And you come Fett. to find with this movie. It yes. really seems like this is a hell of a lot more expensive than just going and getting people to be in your army. I, I just I just think that the dollar per clone <laughs> price. But they're perfectly trained and they're genetically altered to follow commands. You, you're not well, going to have any deserters. Then why do they like suck that. so bad? They, <laughs> that's a good well, question. Well, one. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You clearly know the, what you're the, saying. Yeah, the, the, the Republic, <laughs> uh, I mean, they, they didn't create this clone army, right? That wasn't. Like I don't it, know. Um, yeah, it, it, I have no idea. So I'm pretty sure it was Palpatine get, operating under one of the Jedi Council. I thought Palpatine. Name. I thought he made the 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 robot. But the thing oh, was, there was there was, there was somebody on the Jedi Council, one of the senior Jedi. Yes, I can remember his name. Thank you. And he's been dead for ten years. But either he had this army built, or somebody was using his name. He did not bite the so, woman. And another retcon uh, tidbit. <laughs> so. It, it was originally the character's name that created the clone army was a, uh, is it a pseudonym or alias? Um, alias. Um, uh, Sido Dias or Sidious. Um, but on, there, there, there was, really a, yeah, there, there, there was so a was misspelling straight. on the script, Sifo Dias, and then George liked that, and he was like, oh, let's run with this. And, and make, make it more story. confusing. Yeah. Well, well, no, because if you do Sid Dias, why would you use that as your as Sido your Dias, yeah. why, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just do John Smith? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you okay, know? Not a future Yoda. Name. Coach for That was really his name? Next yeah, time yeah, somebody's taking a position in a school, let's just be Bob or John well, or something. I'm going to be a complete dick. <laughs> <laughs> Obi-Wan I feel like Kenobi. I'm being the jerk here. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of cock, and my name is Cyril Figus. <laughs> but one, one thing High that, five. Uh, another reason why I chose uh, Attack of the Clones is because it leads into what I think is the best Star Wars media, which is the Clone Wars animated show. Now, the first season, I'll give you that. Ma- maybe two, 
Not, three, not four, <laughs> five. There's six. definitely a buildup, and one of the ways I've heard it this uh, is like this is like being a Babylon like, Five fan. It kind of ages with the audience. So, like the first yeah. season is very much like ten, you know, ten year old show. But by the end, it's a show for teenagers. I still want to call it an adult show, but it's something definitely more relatable. And I think it is a lot of retconning still, but fixes a lot of the problems where you just don't see whiny Anakin. Yeah. You see the relationship uh, with him and Padme, yeah. him and Obi-Wan fleshed out. You get to see him actually as um, a general leading many clones into battle, like becoming a world-renowned figure. And uh, it kind of ties into uh, um, episode three. Like I, I talked to, uh, with you about um, earlier that there's like a, a super cut this is, yeah. <laughs> it's an adult show. You got my attention. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. He's riding those giant ticks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, th- there's, uh, uh, and uh, I, I say it's probably the best Star Wars media, but the, now the best Star Wars media I've seen is actually a super cut between the last season seven of the Clone Wars that they just came out with. they rolling in the hay, uh, Mr. Brown. Like a year ago, two years ago. A fan made an edit uh, where they took the last four episodes of the Clone Wars, um, and then there is the Clone Wars that was 2D animated in the style of Samurai Jack, if anyone's familiar with that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've heard of it, yeah. yeah. And, uh, Seen they, a few episodes. Yeah, they stitched that all together with episode three. And it, oh, wow. it fixes a lot of the problems uh, with the prequel because it's not like... You don't have to sit through a whole TV show to get the context you need, but, you know, it's still like four and a half hours. Gotcha. But, Can you send that to me? I'll yeah. put it in the show notes. Yes. Well, um, yeah. It's and incredible. Oh, the, and here we go. The Clone Wars, uh, I've described the Clone Wars before as people doing the best they could with a bad situation because there's a lot of quality there. There's well, a lot of quality. It goes back yeah. to your Spielberg thing when you're limited in what yeah. you what you have available to you. You yeah. can make miracles. Because, yeah. Very talented people were given this universe and and charged with make a series out of it and they're like well okay we have like to have mandalorian we, uh, it, a better universe though mando came from i haven't seen the clone. you know well it's sort of like star wars rebels yeah. which i think star wars rebels is a, actually probably a, the it's best it, i really i really liked it i, uh, I say season three and tail end of season two i mean best lightsaber uh fight between uh one big problem with the prequels that it, you know, as much as they do a good job with Ahsoka and like that, it's like really there's no mention whatsoever Nothing. that Anakin, the greatest Jedi of yeah. all time, that becomes the greatest villain of all time, had an apprentice. Right. Like, yeah. That, yeah. That, it is weird. Kind of yeah. And it is, it's funny because my kid, you know, um, he's seen the Clone Wars backwards and forwards a million times hasn't really watched these movies um doesn't really it's weird because he doesn't really like them yeah he like loves the clone wars loves the clone wars doesn't care for the movies because that and that's one of his biggest gripes is he's like wait a minute but what about all this other stuff that was going on yeah speaking of which uh gotta point this out so Django fett uh, what the marketing team really upsold with these prequels is the fact that, oh, you're going to be seeing a lot more of Boba. And <laughs> technically they're right because yeah. they all shared the same genetic material, but yeah. he didn't really get a storyline as they implied. Yeah. But we saw a hell of a lot of him because he had a lot of copies. But so. you get that in Clone Wars, Rebels, and now they created um, another animated show. 
I think it's right after episode three called The Bad Batch, and uh, you start yeah. to see... It's right after it. Order 66, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I think Disney Plus is also doing an, an Obi-Wan series. They are, yeah, yeah with yeah. Ewan and, and Hayden Christensen are both in it. Really? I'm okay yeah. with Ewan. Why is Ooh. Hayden coming back? I, I don't know. Because Darth Vader's going to be all like, I'm going to get you, Obi-Wan. Oh, but they I, brought I Hayden know. back to be Darth Vader, not Well, yeah, Anakin? he's, Dar- yeah. he's no, Darth Vader. I, I know, yeah. but he, only for like two seconds, and then you hear James No, 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 in the series, no, it takes place after uh, Obi-Wan goes into exile. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm even more intrigued after now. after he went to the Chinese restaurant oh, and God. executed Order sixty six. <laughs> that's, that's another thing that kind of doesn't make sense to me is really out of all places to hide Anakin's son, you hide him on Tatooine, the same where place. he knows exactly where to go to find him. <laughs> well, it he may, never does though. Yeah, see that, and that's the thing. It made sense when you saw it in nineteen seventy seven. Yeah. Before but, you knew the backstory. Of him yeah, but then they add all this mom. other stuff in there, and it's like, well, no, no, it doesn't make any sense anymore. <laughs> oh, they, <laughs> you know? they just had such a fun afternoon of you know rolling around in the grass and riding giant ticks. And he is just the the balls are so blue he's by this so, point. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna pop like a tick in a moment. I'm gonna be in the oh. basement doing what? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> oh, but they just flirted at the dinner table because he stole her pear from her and oh. cut it and gave it back. Oh, <laughs> so sweet. Like it's just not even the situation is romantic. Nothing about just, this just screams romantic. Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna pay for your lunch? Can we just do hand and mouth stuff? Can you just, <laughs> just kiss, please kiss me? I'm haunted by the kiss that you should never have given me. My heart is beating, hoping that this kiss will not become a a scar. That's you are in borderline Shakespearean thing in the entire movie. Is how it's so bad. He is over her. It's yeah. It is. It's like eighth grade emo. Even in the beginning, when uh, he's talking, I will do anything you ask. Cut your balls off. (laughs) What? You got a lightsaber? Let's see it. Do anything for love. I'll do anything. Anything. Well, I mean, if he has any of those new force powers, he can just reattach them and heal himself. That's true. That's Uh, true. Because you can just do whatever. Assuming he's not in too blindingly big of a stage of pain but uh yeah my atm card isn't working and ray shows up oh i can fix that (laughs) (laughs) it's just the chip just the chip Uh, (laughs) it's just the chip but he's so emo about her from the get-go even when he's talking about her to obi-wan because they're standing guard while she's asleep and uh He's like just being around her again is utterly intoxicating. Well, yeah, because she I can dresses see everything like in her room, and I was like, Ugh, "Did you okay. say yeah?" Because she emo like yeah. emo Phillips or no? What? Oh God, help me out here. <laughs> Wait, do you, do you not know emo? I guess it's emotional. Uh, it, he it's knows kind of like emo. the, the new age goth, like uh, oh. like. Of oh, course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not really the emo ex- who yeah. talks like this. <laughs> You've seen like, lots of emo I like, the emo. I like emo Phillips. <laughs> Have you no, heard but, Adam which, Lambert from uh, that's the new Freddie uh, Mercury uh, Queen person. replacement? Oh, got I've it. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay, I got you. He I would be emo. emo. Roger that. Uh, but okay. we were talking about the, the box the office. What the fuck are you this movie doing? Insane money. Benjamins. Yeah. They must have opened one of those 900 numbers that you were talking about. Oh, I love um, those numbers. I yeah, mean, she, so the budget. she has to cut her, this conversation short, though, because I think she's got to go punish somebody in the next room. I mean, <laughs> oh, she, oh. you know, she's dressed how like old, a madam. How That's, old are they supposed to be in this? Like, so um, it's 10, 10 years, years later, so he's 18 and she's legal. five years older. Oh, my legal. God. That's no big deal. Yeah. No, it, well, now it is. But, it, but he can't yeah, drink, this, though. Oh, did she buy him drinks? Well, you don't Aww. know what the age is. They of... could have UK laws. That's right? true. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. But yeah, so the budget for this movie was $115 million. 
USD made six hundred and fifty three point eight million. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, I'm surprised. All, all I was saying, one hundred and fifteen well, or one hundred and twenty. Either way, still made money. I guess with merchandise, they're all well over a billion. Yeah, the merchandise is what his ship. Never mind. No, no. go ahead. No, it's it's. I was gonna do something from the red letter media thing, and I'm I'm not going to point out the fact that what was his plan. He's in a one-seater. Was he expecting to take somebody back? Was he going to arrest somebody? Well, he's got a one-seater. He's Sherlock Holmes. He's investigating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and here we are. Samuel L. Jackson in a role he could have just phoned in. I mean, <laughs> literally. Why, why did this have to... What? What is the point of Mace Windu being played by Sam Jackson? What's the point? What Star is Sam Power, Jackson... Yeah. Diversity? I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, Star okay. Diversity? Yeah. He still has his Harlem accent, which didn't, you know, you th- think with within the millennia it would change a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it's pretty diverse as it is. There's only like three except, humans on the council. Except amongst <laughs> the uh, droids, because R2, uh, one, the bar droid is racist against R2, because he's serving drinks, and he's like, no droids in here, and he kicks out another droid. And I was like... What? <laughs> so that maybe, maybe he's mad because the droids took her jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't a droid know. took another droid's job. It happens. Oh, and another question: When they do go back for Anakin's mom, why is it? And maybe I just missed this. Why is it that C three PO has no idea who Anakin is, even though Anakin built him? Who the fuck knows? No, I, I didn't yeah. know if there was an actual answer to that question because that because it then Th- he, there are so many he loose does ends. Little head toss, and he's like, "Oh, Master Anakin, oh. yeah," and, and he knows who he I is. I hardly recognize you. I mean, it's been a decade, right? I mean, yeah, he's a droid. He's I mean, a they don't really. Bit, I don't know. Um, um, there, there's a, there are a lot there. of loose ends. I think the biggest loose end, and we're coming up on having to take another break, so we might pick this up uh, in the next segment. The biggest loose end is Jar Jar. Like what Oh, we've got to talk about no, that. No, does he like theory. take over Naboo or something like that? Like he like leaves. Does he? Gungan. I think he like. Uh, is that in? Is that in the movie? Yeah, I think he. Yeah, like he leaves after the Gungan army one, yeah, into like battle appointed. the clones. Yeah. No, I think no. after episode one, like uh, he's, he's a senator as like the Gungan senator. Yeah, he's leader. a senator in this one. He is. Yeah. But then, how does he take over? Because he's for the guy. Amidala? I he's thought the he guy, was working for her. Yeah, because he's the guy who like you know introduces the the legislation to. Um, to, to approve the to army, approve the the army and yeah. uh, well, whatever. Well, Amidala was going to do that, but she, he takes her no, she was a, when she leaves. But she was opposed to it. She didn't want the military creation That's because Palpatine act. had no, no, a moment no, no, of manipulation no, she, she, with... She, 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 was, uh, she was for creating she an army. She was for creating an army to, an army to assist the Jedi in protecting the, the Republic. Yeah. I read that in the synopsis. Yeah. And so she appointed Jar Jar. He's not his own senator. She appointed him to take over for her once yeah, she left and had to, to go like into the, hiding. Yeah, He's a half the representative senator. On, <laughs> on behalf of the Gungans. But, but no, it, anyway, though, we, we do have to take a break. But I do want to pick up the, the topic of Jar Jar, though, oh, we when we come to. back. So Jar-Jar. we will be back in about <laughs> one second. And we're back. Hi. And Hi. did you know? Yes. Did you know who almost directed Return of the Jedi? George Clive Lu- Barker. Jo- oh, I wish. <laughs> George Lucas actually flew David Lynch out Ooh. to his, his I thought you were about to say his David Cronenberg, and I was about no. to bit. Yeah, oh, like- God. Oh, my. Imagine Job of the Hut if Cronenberg did it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like he stuff with- up your leg <laughs> and bites you. Uh, eat a pumba. I'm hungry for love. Um, <laughs> no. 
<laughs> David Lynch. Por amor. David Lynch almost directed uh, Return of the Jedi, and it, it sort of goes back to something the 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 break in creative control over the movies and how you get totally different vibes and themes. There really is no example of two Star Warses being the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Clone Wars, a TV series, The Last Jedi, totally different creatures. Yep. Rogue One, uh, The Phantom Menace could not be more different. Right. You know, they're like, there is no just Cohesion. Star Wars. Um, well, I'm just thinking that's that where, now. like, when I said uh, at the beginning, all the Star Wars movies suck, but Star Wars as a universe, I mean, it, it, it's really unrivaled by any other property. I well, mean, Star Trek, but I would agree with you, but then we'll both be wrong. So, uh, no. <laughs> no, I want to go. Uh, we we promised the ladies and gentlemen that we would speak of Jar Jar. Yes. Now I think I Jar pull up the theory. Yeah. Now it is important. We every time we bring up Jar Jar, we are very clear about something. The, Ahmed Best. Ahmed Best. We love you. This is not a criticism of you. Nope. Yeah, I think Ahmed Best. We think got, you're awesome. He got a great opportunity. He did the best he could with it. And you got lucky to have the best character in the whole Star Wars universe. Uh, what? <laughs> in the sense that everyone hates him. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. Because you know what yeah. happened with his that, mother right? loves him. What, did he stop acting or something? Because oh, of worse he almost than committed that. suicide. Yeah, he really? almost killed because himself. he got so much hate mail and so much backlash over Jar Jar that he was thinking about pulling oh, a George pe- Bailey. People would. Jake Lloyd had a similar. Type yeah, of story. he. Yeah, yeah like he that? ended up pretty bad too. He he was. A, I know. It was last year he got arrested again? Could, Jake, Jake Lloyd? I uh, don't know. I've yeah, look it up. Is look it up. Christopher's kid? What? No. <laughs> no. Just checking. Uh, no, but uh, I'm at best. Uh, he, people literally used to send him letters and, and drop things off at his house saying, you should kill yourself. Mm-hmm. As though it was his fault. As though yeah, any of this. As if he's really the character. Because they did the same thing to Negan on The Walking Dead when he came along and killed a bunch of people's favorite characters with Lucille. He got death threats, tweets, <sighs> Look at Joffrey it. from Game of Thrones. I oh, mean, that's that probably the kid. epitome. Yeah, of he quit like, acting. These yeah. people are actors, for goodness sake. Yeah, they're just it's, doing it's, a job. Imagine being like, so good at your job that like, you get people to hate yeah. you because you play a hateable character so well. I mean, well, it's, it's some some actors thrive on that, and yeah, make like an entire the career. Alan Rickmans of the world yeah. who were just fantastic at being villains. I love being a villain. Yeah, it's they fun. loved it. The villains have more fun. But Jar Jar, and, and okay, so the year is nineteen ninety six. I think when did Episode One come out? I think ninety nine. Ninety nine. It was it was yeah, it was 99. being formed in ninety six. Okay, it okay. It wasn't released. I thought you were about to yet. correct me on years of movie no. releases again. But no, yeah, it was because I re- I know exactly where I was when news came out they were shooting another Star Wars film. Where were you? I was in the World Trade Center working. Wow, what a coincidence! Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's a that weird. Funny? I was watching a movie about the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, no, uh, the year was nineteen ninety nine. Yes. And about six months before the movie came out, um, that was the day where you could go to the theater and buy tickets for the movie that was going to be six months down the road. So LJ and I, we were in college and we were going to go the next day. We had uh, some friends with us uh, who had given us money. We were going to buy like six, you know, 10 tickets, whatever. Yeah. For $25. Yeah, probably. Um, And so 
at about midnight, he says, why don't we just go there now? Let's just go there now and just wait there until the theater opens. Yeah. And so we go, and there's a crowd there already. There's it's like furniture and they, supplies, There were couches. Right? Uh, it was this great sort of like communal thing. People were going like, hey, I'm going to Taco Bell. Does anybody want anything? Aww. And Yeah, you know, I got weed. Does anyone like want anything? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like the next day, the first guy, at the, you know, the guy at the head of the line the, he goes up to the kiosk and he gets his tickets and he goes to his car and he drives by us and he's playing the Star Wars music, oh, you know, full blast cute. and everyone's oh applauding God. and cheering. That was an event. It was. And then six months later, oh, <laughs> no. I had two tickets because I was going to see two showings because it was going to be so good. One, one wasn't going to be enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, the movie begins. All right. Yeah. Jedi's. You know, they got lightsabers. Cool. They're poking holes through doors with lightsabers. That's neat. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Who the fuck is this guy? Mr. Jar Jar Binks. Surely he's not going to be around <laughs> the whole time, right? He's oh, God. Or something, right? And that was the day I stopped being a young man and became. <laughs> you put away childish things. I forever. was bitter and cynical from that moment forward. That was it. <laughs> There, nothing means anything. But there is no God. <laughs> yes, you became who you are yes. today. The angels had to send somebody down to assist you. That's a new one for me. Jar Jar made me atheist. <laughs> yeah, Jar Jar destroyed my faith in everything. But that was does, it. does this theory of Darth Jar Jar change any of that for you? And do you buy into it at all? Because for those of you who have not heard the theory of Darth Jar Jar, hindsighters, apparently it's that Jar Jar is concealing a dark secret that his foolishness, clumsiness, lack of self-awareness, and general stupidity are all just an act. According to this theory, he is really Darth Jar Jar, Dark Lord of the Sith, and possibly even Palpatine's true master. I I like the theory because I'm a big fan of fan theories. Oh, yeah. I love, you know, we, we've done this before, you know, how can we connect two things in the same universe, oh, stuff course. like that. I love those things. Yes. Um, He's Scott Bakula. Really quick. <laughs> this is like the best, uh, like, sound design from any part of the, the saga. I will agree. The sound design is the... The, the, the only problem is that it's a sonic weapon in space. space. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, moving on. So, uh, <laughs> no, this, Stop inserting logic where there's yeah, none to be found. And, and this is also retcon, but uh, I think it was like an old uh, expanded universe novel that um, made sense of it by saying the ships all have sensors that give them like the simulated effect of like the the vibrations or the sound or whatever. Well, they did. Make it a more realistic Struzinski. experience for the actors. So, yeah. Well. Well. No. So like. Um, the Jedi or the people flying the ship like know what's going on around them. Yeah, it's like a situational yeah. awareness kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. Oh, interesting. Straczynski did a similar thing with in Babylon 5 where he, they talked about doing it all silent like they would eventually do in Firefly. And it was great. It worked beautifully in Firefly. Yeah. Um, but Straczynski didn't want to do that because he wanted explosions and stuff. And so it was... He talked to people at NASA and they said, well, you could theoretically have sound in space. If you shoot something and it hits, it might generate enough of a little bit of a cloud of gas. And maybe you can hear it. And if a ship explodes, there's going to be this envelope of gas and there would be sound technically, you know, so... 
Yeah. You hear that, yeah. Jeff yeah. Bezos or Elon Musk? Get us up into space, and we'll do this. Uh, no shit, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I go with Shatner. October twelfth, Bezos. Yeah. Um, but Jar Jar, though, going back to the theory. Yes. Uh, according to this uh, on Screen Rant, Jar Jar, and some of it does fit. Like, he shows flashes of unusual physical coordination, such as performing somersaults, the likes of which are normally associated with Force users in Star Wars. And it's noted that several of his action sequences resemble uh, the martial art. Yeah, the uh, drunken master stuff. The drunken fist wushu, yeah. 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 I mean, like... He did take out the whole droid army on Naboo, right? I mean, that's only something like Anakin could do. So. It, it is, yeah. I do. Th- <laughs> I, I I think it's an interesting example of. He some, did it like Lucio Ball would have done it, but yeah. still. <laughs> um, it's not how; it's the results that matter. No, I, I think it's a good example of somebody taking bad writing, and and Trying fixing to salvage it. it. Yeah, but I think it's worth actually discussing because it would make the character make sense. And that's the problem with Jar Jar. It's not just that he's a terrible character. He's a retarded rabbit, <laughs> you know, who steps into poop. Reptilian rabbit. Yeah, who steps um, in poop. Yeah. Yeah, but he I just... never thought of Jar Jar uh, as a rabbit, but now... Yeah. But going, a retarded know, rabbit. <laughs> that's the important part. But uh, he was uh, promoted to Bombad General of the Gungans. He wasn't, like, okay. the leader of the Gungans. He okay. was the leader of the Gungan army uh, in the third movie. So. Yes. So Jar Jar could be evil. I think it's that possible. also the reason that that theory has gained traction, though, is because um, Snoke from the sequels was so badly done mm. that we all wanted there to be. Who is Snoke? Come on. Who is he? Who is he? Come on. Tell me who he is. And that it was he's nobody. He's literally nobody. Yeah. There was a yeah. ton of build up. So didn't they I could have heard this. Maybe it was just a rumor, but. It was like a failed cloning attempt at, uh, like, recreating the Emperor, is what it was explained to be. In the movie, Palpatine says, he explicitly says that he made Snoke. Okay. But did he make Snoke after he was cloned and hanging on the thing? And did he, was he all like, I've got an idea. That's one thing that um, I think... This new uh, animated series, The Bad Batch, has really tied in the prequel to the original trilogy really well. Where, um, spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen The, the Bad Batch, but um, at, at the end of the, uh, I guess it's the first season. They may be on season two, but. Um, the, yeah, still the first season, okay. I think. Yeah. Um, Camino gets destroyed, and it's like really signaling all right this is the end of the prequel trilogy like the clones are all gone they're being yeah. you know brought up into the empire and then being phased out by recruits uh i think you br- yeah you brought up oh yeah that is a lot more reasonable <laughs> a lot, lot easier of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cost effective but uh one thing that's also addressed is um the lead camino in long neck guy that was leading the cloning technology um the emperor had uh requested uh, he be saved as a special interest, implying that back in episode three they he started experimenting uh, and cloning himself. Yeah, or that's what you're kind of yeah. led to. Fascinating. I mean, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. yeah, all the extra stuff. You know, it's like a lot of people. I, I would posit probably ninety percent of the people who saw episode one. You all, you've seen episode one. Oh, yes. I've seen okay. all of them. Now, of course, now, yeah. now, you know the answer to this, I know already. Is Darth Maul, did he get killed in the end of episode one? 
I thought he did. He was mm. cut in half. See? It's yeah. amazing. People <laughs> knew. No, he lived. He lived. He, he did. He didn't oh, need his lower half. He got a robot lower half, oh. like a little spidery thing, I and should, then and then he got and that. then like then yeah, he got proper. So like, um, I show how much of a nerd I am, but uh, so oh, I they, think uh, that ship has sailed. Yes, yeah. exactly. No turning back. You know yeah. the name of the species that was cloning Django Fett? Yeah. So. Yeah, and uh, yeah, then I'm gonna uh, know the planet that Darth Maul's from, Dathomir, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and what's his brother's name? Um, it's the stupidest name in it. No no, no, no. Darth Maul's brother, his no, name. No, fuck. Is Jake? No, it's the From dumbest. Oh. It is the dumbest <laughs> name. Uh, <laughs> Starts with an S. Sam. No. Saggy. Savage. Savage, that's right. Savage Oppress. Yeah, and it's spelled Savage Oppress. Yeah. That's his brother. He's the really mean one. Sounds like a fine wine. Yeah. No, but yeah, Darth Maul was in, he was in The Clone Wars. He was in Rebels. He was in, he was in the Solo movie. I have not watched that, and I refuse to watch that. I liked it. I heard it's, it was good, but it's just it, one of those things I can't bring my. It's kind of like with the Mandalorian. I saw. Like, oh, the Mando's what, great I, though. I, I saw one little snippet with Ahsoka in it, and like the headdress. I was it, like, man, that looks like do- like. I couldn't actually make right. a better head prop, but come on, you couldn't make a better head prop. It didn't. Head, yeah. yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Well, what was the other thing in Mandalorian? Well, the whole thing with Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Where. He's, the CGI. Yeah, the CGI. And I was like, it's fine with that, but then I, I thought, yeah. he will be played by another, another actor. Another actor entirely. In, in, yeah. the, in the third season. Yeah. Not and psyched about that. Stay consistent. Well, and it's it's one of those <laughs> things where- Star Wars is good at. <laughs> no, it's not. And that's what kills me about Star Trek. And we've talked about this before. How oh, yes. Star Trek is just shit now. Um, always was, but part of the part of the problem with, <laughs> with with Star Trek is that you have you have iconic characters and they start doing this thing where, well, we get somebody else to play Spock, and he's really good. Oh yeah, Zachary Quinto freaking Zach- murdered that role. Yeah, he yeah. was he was really good. And then That's it's awesome. like, well, we need somebody else else to play Spock, and it's like you get into this copy of a copy yeah, thing yeah. Exactly. where yeah. eventually it's going to be Danny DeVito as Spock right. as, was, you know, older Spock uh, older yeah was yeah. that Zach guy that you're talking about Quinto. playing Spock Quinto. Um, Quinto was Quinto. do you guys watch Heroes yeah he's the Skyler yeah same okay. guy okay uh, okay he played Skyler that was another thing that was great up until the writing strike, and then oh yeah, uh, Heroes was amazing yeah. until it got derailed. But yeah, yeah. who would have thought Hayden Piana Terra would have ended up, you know, the train wreck I mean, she, she is. started off. Uh, wait, what's going wait, on with her? Yeah, I'm not. Oh, and Jake Lloyd, I can't. I think the last time he was arrested was in 2016. That's oh, the 2016. I can see. Okay, well, but I want to make I, I, I want to make very clear. I was not implying that Jake Lloyd was arrested last year. I was wrong on the year. Okay. Okay, Jake. But what's so, going on with Hayden Mann? He's on the road to recovery. Uh, you know, ah, for the love also. of God. Uh, I don't know the details. Google don't, put, don't put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> well, then why are you talking such mad shit? <laughs> you guys brought up heroes. You hear that, Hayden? <laughs> uh, we just lost him as a listener. Yeah. Right. And she was Dot on Bugs Life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. We were yeah uh, discussing Dave, uh, Dave Foley uh, earlier. Like, now... Getting okay, we we've discussed Jar Jar, we've discussed Anakin. Um, who else? Who else are we supposed uh, to give a shit? In, I don't know. So me, Uncle Owen. So and Amber what, no. what do you guys think about the progression of Yoda's uh, depiction from oh. the original trilogy, and then they went with a a, a puppet, but the, an updated puppet for the I Phantom the Menace. 
And then CGI. I, I, I do think CGI Yoda is the best. No. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. loved him as CGI. CGI, CGI, CGI is, awesome. CGI is well, something that should be used. It's a tool. That was used well for Yoda. No, because I think look, there's continuity errors. Each other's sentences. <laughs> there's a, a continuity <laughs> issue with that. the higher technology on that because they had to make Yoda feeble because, like you said, Jason, they had limited, you know... Well, Special it was it was it was, it was yeah it was a Henson well, Frank Oz game yeah well you know so and, they and, had to make Yoda kind of feeble and puttering around and plus he was older in four yeah. five and six for sure but he's still yeah like seven hundred like years old instead of nine hundred yeah well no he's yeah. like I, he's nine hundred those last like, sixty years they get you though yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's still <laughs> he's still an old man yeah. in uh, these two movies and or like two and three but he's doing triple backflips well exactly. Like yeah, flying through the, the air as if his age, you know, just never affected him. Yeah, the character of Yoda is so very, very it, inconsistent, it, though, right? I mean, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, Yoda is so inconsistent, though, between the Yoda that we saw and for 30 years, that was Yoda, you know, until the prequels came out. Well, he was even um, a little inconsistent in Empire because at first he's just this meddling little goblin like creature well, that's messing around with Luke. You, But I always. Chalk that up to like being like, or uh, Scooby Doo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes. a little bit because he's like stealing Luke's lunch. Uh, you know how same do you get that, so big on food of this guy kind? Grover, like, right? So. Yeah, a little bit, and um, but okay. I wonder. I always thought that that was a sort of a defense mechanism for him to seem simpler. And then once he knew Luke knew who he was, he was like, "Oh, okay, I can be my real self now." So maybe it was kind of. A disguise of sorts, but well, that and I, I, I think uh, you know he he fled to Dagobah, had a lot of time to reflect, and like that's just what Jedi do. They have one major failing, and then they go and you know just well, go there's into a reason hiding for twenty five years. Yeah, there were, he went to Dagobah. Uh, that was a specific thing that like Dagobah was so so dark side. I think he was yeah. pursued that when he went to the there point of exile. No, no, no. He goes into he exile. Got, like, no, he goes into exile at the end of the third movie. Oh, like does. he says, like he literally says, like into Actually, exile I must go. go. Yeah. And Obi Wan went into exile, and Luke yeah. went into exile, and everybody. Obi Wan, you get exile, and yeah. you get exile. Obi Wan was like, exile. "Where shall I hide in the vastness of the universe? How about a planet we've <laughs> been to like seventeen times?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, I really liked the you know the IHOP that was on the corner there. So <laughs> let's. No, there's a liquor store in IHOP. Let's go. Com- he felt comfortable there. Yeah, you know? I can introduce you to Anakin's old slave master. Yeah, yes. that'll be baller. I love the two sons. But the going back to the, the you know the idea that Star Wars ripped everything off. Yoda in the um, in the in Empire Strikes Back, he was this. Um, he was like this traditional Japanese character uh, that's sort of based on a monster called a Kopa, which is like a little turtle guy. Okay. Um, and you know you would like you, in Mario. Well, you would see like you would you would see a hero going through the woods, and you know this little turtle guy would start messing with him, and he was sort of getting him to you know figure out is this guy really a great you know super ninja or whatever? Oh, he is great. I've got work for him. Hey, that and then, happened to me last summer. Yeah. So that's you know Yoda was sort of like that character. Okay. You know, he was like I'm gonna I'm gonna mess with this guy. See if he's really got something. Oh, he does. Okay, cool. Now I can tell him who he is, and I've got work for him. You know, uh, I can send him off on this mission. Obviously, here's the turning point that we discussed. Yeah. So, Shmi, which I couldn't stop hearing. Shmi. Mr. Shmi. I know, I know, I, I know. Because I, I 
<laughs> but um, yeah, so Shmi dies. Uh, she was abducted by the sand people. Probably from raped. Her, from her husband. <laughs> well, the thing was, uh, what was her slave owner's name in episode one? I know you know. Oh, uh, Watto. Watto, yeah. yeah. The Jewish guy. So Oguato. he sold her to a new Racist. slave master who then freed her, married her, and lost track of her to the point where the sand people abducted her and killed her. And she had a huge, her. but she had a huge gambling problem. <laughs> you know, and drinking problem. Yeah, that pod race. Oh, she got bit by the bug. She was ripped. <laughs> she but, had a trifecta that day. And well, that's where that. Anakin really starts to spiral is when his mother dies in his arms and he murders the entire village of sand people, including the women and the children. But at least he <gasps> still younglings. shows the younglings. That, those are the first younglings he kills. Oh. So you just don't see it. But he at least still displays some sort of human emotion and remorse when he's talking to Padme about it? Yeah. What? No, I just remember the lines. So. Oh, yeah, the emo-ass lines. But he's like, I killed them. I slaughtered them like animals. They were animals. <laughs> so I slaughtered them like animals. Yeah. Don't use him for, like, if you do a Bigfoot show, don't hire Anakin, you know, because he'll go in there and just kill all he'll of them. He'll slaughter them. Did you find Bigfoot? Nice. They were like animals. <laughs> so I killed them like animals. But, like, did you guys see? Did you go to the petting zoo? Yeah. Uh, I think it's called Strange Wilderness. There's a movie like that where they went out searching for Bigfoot. They found him and uh, they ended killed up, him. Yeah, killed him. Yeah, Have oh, any God. of you seen the man who uh, killed no, Hitler and then Big? No, uh, I you still got to. It's a, it's a really good movie. With Sam Elliott. It's yeah. not what you think it is. Anyway, I believe it. Uh, but yeah, like the men so, who stare at goats. Let's talk about how the movie ends. Yeah, because so Anakin's starting to spiral into his madness, and but he's still showing some range of human emotion, even though maybe and. So uh, Obi-Wan has discovered the clone army and he's trying to report back to the council, blah, blah, blah. Point is, everything comes to a crux when uh, they discover that Obi-Wan's signal isn't reaching all the way to Coruscant. So Padme decides to go and save him. Anakin has to follow her. She's like, well, as my security detail, I guess you have to follow me because I'm going to help Obi-Wan. And I was like, all right. But yeah, they all wind up in you the You want to come place. protect me? Big boy. <laughs> Whip out that light. Wait, are they saber. fucking yet? Not yet. Not yet, okay. So, um, what do you guys think about uh, another character we haven't talked about? Um, villain comparison between Count Dooku <laughs> and uh, Darth Maul. There is no comparison. Uh, oh, between Darth Maul and Dooku? Yeah. I mean, there wasn't... Neither one got a huge amount of development... In the movies. You know, obviously... Ray Park du was the only reason why Darth Maul was even impressive. Yeah, uh, Dooku obviously had much more dialogue. Yes. Um, and he was more inserted into the plot than Maul sure. was. <laughs> I think it's pretty telling that Maul mm -hmm. is the character that, even though he was cut in half, managed to come back. And Dooku, I mean, he's in the Clone Wars, but, yeah. you know... He fought alongside Jimmy yeah. Stewart in World War II. <laughs> I feel like him and uh, Count Dooku and probably Qui-Gon Jinn were probably the most similar characters. And they both saw, like, the dogmatic ways of the Jedi, saw that was going to be their undoing. And, uh, yeah. Huh. Uh, okay. know, while Qui-Gon Jinn got killed, Count Dooku was like, yeah, I'm, peace out, I'm out of here. And Yeah, I'm selling yeah. my morals down the river. All right, so, so one thing they did on Red Letter Media, and I would like to experiment here. Mm. Describe... I'm going to give you a character name. Describe the character without referring to their appearance, what they do for a living, or um, their specific stuff that happens in the movie. Okay? Jade? Han Solo. 
So no appearance, no what they do for a living, and no what else. Right. Just describe the describe Han Solo to me. I can take that. Okay. Self-interested scoundrel. Scoundrel. Self-interested. Good. Excellent. Okay. He's a perpetual masturbator. <laughs> he likes to do it alone and with his left hand. Okay. Han Solo. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, I've never been doubted by an actor. And, and uh, a special shout out to Todd from the National Security Agency <laughs> who's listening in on all of this. Okay, all right. He recognizes um, my voice from the DOD, DOD healthcare. Okay, system. same thing. All right, Lando Calrissian. Lando Calrissian? Yeah. Uh, describe him. He's a, you know, he's, he loves to work with tigers in Vegas. Uh, sell out. Um, okay. What? I'm, I, I'm just making <laughs> shit up. Here. No, okay. No, but uh, isn't the point to like. All right, hang on. Yeah. Now do Qui Gon Jen. Wise wisdom. Um. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's a hard no, drinking no, cowboy. No, no, so, <laughs> I, 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 so w- w- with Qui Gon Jen, I mean. Introspective, but also, I mean, self possessed. I don't know uh, the the best way to like frame it up in like a, a few words, but I mean, he 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 didn't let like just because this is the established Jedi way. I mean, like this is the way that I have to conduct myself and train my Padawan, way. and like that he he saw that there's a lot of errors in the ways that the the Jedi were conducting. Okay, that their but religion that's, essentially. That's still what he was doing in the movie, as opposed to being like with with Han Solo. It's yeah, a he scoundrel. Yeah, you know he's he's cocky. He's a scoundrel. He's he's full of cocky himself. Is you all know, get out. And, and no, but that, the, okay, that but there, there's also three movies versus you know part of one. Um. Yeah. Well, three plus movies if you count the ones. Well, yeah, yeah. we don't. We, we don't need to talk about this. Self-possessed uh, life guru. Okay. <laughs> yes. No, but it 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 was it was a gimmick uh, that they did. Not a gimmick. But it was a thing they did in sort of examining the differences between the two movies, or the two franchises. You know, the the sequels and the prequels, or the originals True. and the sequel uh, prequels. And it was talking about the depth of the character. And I think they're onto something. I think. That's too many of the characters in the prequels are just. Mm. Oddly enough, it, I think Qui Gon's depth came out of his dialogue. Even though I've been making fun of the writing this entire episode, because one of the first things that he says to Jar Jar when Jar Jar just sort of latches onto him and Obi Wan when they're traipsing through the swamps of Naboo, uh, he's trying to defend himself and prove why he should be able to go with him. He goes, "I speak." He says, "The ability to speak does not make you intelligent." And that always stuck with me for some reason. And I I liked that about Qui-Gon, and I was like, oh, this is a character that I like because of that. I I think the best line in the prequel trilogy was in the first... uh, I hate sand. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. No, there's always a bigger fish. Yes. That's the only line that I went... I like that. Yeah, I like that. That was a good line. And they all were Qui-Gon Like, most of the most intriguing lines in that movie belong to him. Well, one of the things that that, uh, others have posited is a way that these movies could have been better is if, instead of starting off with episode one where you have Qui-Gon Jinn and then you have him, uh, um, Obi-Wan is the the Padawan. Mm -hmm. I'll also say, really quick, Qui-Gon also humble. I mean, that's shown. I mean, because again, he's... 
Yeah. 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 He has a sense uh, of humility uh, yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. But I, I think if you had taken the Qui-Gon character and the Obi-Wan character and sort of merged them. Yeah. I, I think a lot, you could have given Obi-Wan, he could have carried any of the weight that Qui-Gon carried. And I think they should have you, yeah. And I think they, they should have to go as far back as they did. Well, there's we and again, this story. is not original thought. But what's the point of the first movie? What's the fir- What is the point of the Phantom Menace? We find Anakin, but by the time anything interesting happens to him, he's a totally different character. No, see, that's what I'm saying. We didn't even need to go as far back as we did yeah. in the storyline. We could have started. We with could him have started with episode two. Yeah, like, we didn't really need all this backstory with him being owned as a slave, and yeah, we. We already had enough backstory just from people but, talking about him in 4, 5, and 6. I would disagree because I think that's what makes Anakin the character that he is and not like the other Jedi where, like Yoda says, like, typically we bring in Padawans, you know, right when they're born, you know, and Which he's is, an older kid and it's like, but he's like undeniably gifted in the Force. Like, we can't just let him be. Speaking and, of which, midi-chlorians. Oh, uh, don't even. But uh, it, that's interesting that you bring up the age, Jacob, because... Obi-Wan completely switches gears as far as his opinion of that goes because maybe it's desperate times call for desperate measures in A New Hope, but he was avidly against training Anakin as well in the yeah. in the Phantom Menace. And, you know, he was like, Master, he's already too old. This isn't right. going to work. And then he trains him anyway because it was Qui-Gon's dying wish, basically. But yeah. then when Luke is like 18 when they meet... He just jumps right into training Luke. He he begs him to come with him to uh, most Eisley and learn how to be a Jedi. So he completely switches gears, and it's probably because the Jedi are dying out by the time Luke comes around, and he's probably got the natural talent slash midi chlorians going on. But <laughs> he's the new hope. Yes. No, I yeah, know, yeah. but it's just funny how desperation will it switch your opinion. And it is Measures. funny. Yeah. Like uh, I need to go back and watch four, five, six for specific examples. But oh yeah. Got to do that. I I, th- I think uh, Go back in it, it's always talked about how Anakin is portrayed as such a whiny character in the prequels, but wasn't it Luke as well? Luke was. Yeah, he whiny. was. Yeah, he was. Not in such an aggressive way, though. He was more like a typical teenager where he's like, oh, but I was going to go to the Tashi station to pick up some power converters. Like, I want to hang out with my friends. And he was a typical teenage guy. Yeah. Uh, whereas Anakin has so much anger in him that his, you know, when Luke got upset, he didn't go into Moss Eisley and murder everybody. Well, it's a sign uh, of a great Jedi. You got to start out as a whiner and yeah. then you kind of evolve, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. it, it is interesting how Luke is so different from something, guys. <laughs> yeah. Work with me. <laughs> no. So what you're saying is I would make for a great Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The way you defend this movie, you will be a great Jedi one day. <laughs> as will Jason. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be Thank a Sith. You, I'd much rather be a Sith. Come on, Palpatine's. I, who would you rather hang out Master with, Master Adam? I am gonna. I'm gonna party with. Oh yeah, let's Mace, go round table and say yeah, who come we on. party oh, with. Oh, Mace Windu? No, he's dull. Palpatine? Come on, man. You know that, <laughs> that dude. Throw, he throws some, some ragers. You yeah. know. Oh yeah. I've got the hookers and the blow. <laughs> Good. Good. God. Oh. Uh, how about you, Darth? Oh jeez. Hmm. So it's one vote for Palpy. R2. <laughs> I want to party with R2. She likes she, she likes little people. <laughs> Kenny Baker. I uh I'll say I'll say Palpatine also. I got to agree with you. 
How groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah. I'm riding the wave, if you know what I mean. <laughs> now, the, now go, yeah. This is the important answer right here coming up. Is it? I, I think it is. I don't have a lot to expand on it, but just my gut feeling is Chewbacca. Ooh, out of left field. What is a Wookiee party I, like? I, saw, I saw a Christmas party that they threw. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, but see, Art did like snort, uh, <laughs> snort termites or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, they're going to be That's like, my type of party. yeah. <laughs> and they have internal genitalia. <laughs> yeah. Very Mowgli and Blue. But they do. So another <laughs> one of the major parts that, uh, that that we haven't talked about yet, we haven't quite got there in the movie, but the whole Geonosian uh, battle sequence, like in the arena, first them being trapped and uh, uh, having to escape. What, what do you guys think about that? And then maybe talk about. Um, it's like any of the, honestly, it's like any of the other large scale set piece battles in this movie. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, It kind of, it was Marvel-esque in the sense that you can tell that they were mostly just standing in the same place all day and it, it it just didn't read all that actiony to me. I mean, it's all computer generated stuff and. Yeah, there's no know. tension. There's no there's no sense of Yeah, I don't have a personal investment no, in most of the characters. No, like n- when Luke and Han and Leia are in the trash compactor on the Death Star, I'm yeah. like, Oh my god, if they get crushed to death, what are we gonna do? I was genuinely right, panicking. Where are the but, ETs? But yeah. there they are. <laughs> but um yeah, I just don't have any emotional investment in any of the characters except for Obi Wan. He was the one character that tracked throughout all the but movies. Would you me. have cared as much if it wasn't you and McGregor? No. Okay. All right. All right. If, if Anakin had been Jeff not, Goldblum, oh my god, best this series of movies <laughs> ever. <laughs> now, again, being a generational thing, had you not known the outcome of the prequels, do you think you would have been more invested? And um, I know that's like a woulda, coulda, shoulda. Like. Yeah. No, it's a fair. It's a fair question. I, I think without, I think it is unquestionable. It is, and I'm, uh, this is a big statement. If Star Wars had not existed before The Phantom Menace, it would have been a flop. No one would have seen it. It would have just been another crappy science fiction movie, and this movie wouldn't even exist. You know? Uh, let's because I mean, how many how many good science fiction movies have come out totally failed? No, that's a good point. Oh, a lot. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. One that uh, kind of reminds me of the Geonosian uh, like battle sequences. Uh, John Carter, have you guys seen that? I have not. Uh, like no, garbage. no, I haven't <laughs> no, seen it. Actually, no, I think like I did the... see it and don't remember a single thing about it. See, I, I feel like that was, was it Keanu Reeves. Uh-uh. No, it was like um, the guy had Keanu Reeves kind of hair at the time. Yeah, that was the other Disney. Yeah, that oh, was the right. huge, was like huge. Like, uh, yeah, it was supposed to be like the blockbuster. Yeah, John Carter of, of Mars. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. Um, but the Basum series or Princess of Mars series. Yeah. Guy, um, um, oh, Edgar Rice Burroughs. Edgar Rice Burroughs. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Tarzan. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, Jason. Sorry. I wrote down in quotes that so fit your Jeff Goldblum is Anakin theory <laughs> where Uh-oh. he's with Padme. And it's like the thought of not being with you. I, it, uh, <laughs> I, I can't breathe. It, may, <laughs> it would be a much better movie. And then the even better oh, one is man. you're asking me to be rational. That is something I cannot do Ooh, like, how about this one how about this one improving the movie this way sand i hate sand it's all wrong <laughs> it's all wrong it gets everywhere you can't you go to the beach six weeks later it's still in your shoes you underestimate my power you, you're talking to me all wrong 
Yeah. It's the wrong so, tone. W- what casting change? Oh god. What casting change would you make in this movie With to make one it one person? Fucking awesome. Oh god. <laughs> mm. All right, let's go the other way around this time. I would say Samuel L. Jackson, but he's in it. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't improve it. I love you, Samuel, but no offense, even your star power did not save these movies. Mm. Well, I think Christopher Walken was up for Han Solo. He did audition for Han Solo. That would have been so awesome. He did, yeah. Yeah. I shot first. No fucking debates. (laughs) I fucking shot first. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) My son is Brendan Fraser. Um, Academy Award winner. Are are we talking this movie specifically or Star Wars? Any movie. Star Wars in general. Keep it broad. I would have had Andre the Giant as Chewbacca. <laughs> okay, that'd be cool. No costume <laughs> required. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, he would have been better at the dialogue because George Lucas wouldn't have had to do audio uh, tapes of his dialogue for him for him to listen to because Rob Reiner had to do that for well, him. That's for true. The Bride. Well, how about how about this? Okay. You guys have had to do a podcast with, about the Princess Bride. Yeah, we did. Yeah, a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, instead of Ewan McGregor. You, we could either recast Obi Wan or Qui Gon. With who would be? Because there, I think that's that's where it's got to go. You got yeah. you got Val Kilmer. <gasps> Val Kilmer is Obi Wan. I'd have watched the hell out of that. Joe Lara. Only if you Joe Lara. <laughs> <laughs> what about Dunk? This movie Dunk. needs yeah, Dunk. Joe Lara. Joe Laura as Dunk. Oh, a lot of callbacks. And talking though. about tap dancing elephants. <laughs> yes. Or tap dancing Wookiees. I think James Mason is old Obi Wan would be kind of cool. Yeah. Sean Connery. Yeah. That could have been. Uh, he could have been Mace Windu. Alec Baldwin as Count Dooku. Oh, <laughs> that would have been good actually. I thought. I mean, you you could have some fun Replace with this. Replace General Grievous with a toaster. <laughs> like, you know. No, uh, Johnny Five from uh, Short Circuit. <laughs> no, replace him with a cabbie from Total Recall. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this movie needs some Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I was thinking, where were Schwarzenegger? Get to the Republic gunship. <laughs> Get to Coruscant. <laughs> Mac. See, in this, the, the, the these CG sequences like this. They're so pointless. They, but they're just so fucking lifeless. They, they just yeah. eat up time. It's literally Tom Cruise running for five minutes. Like, it's pointless. It doesn't serve a purpose. And, oh, well, the, no, wait a minute. R2 see, saves you, the day again. No, you got to see the R2 boosters. That, that's the whole purpose. Yep. I, I don't think those have enough specific energy to lift R2. But anyway. In the older movies, but I guess. Well, the, this was his one chance. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He had all this he burned technology him out. Yeah. on him. Yeah, I guess he did ruin him over yeah. the yeah, he or something. No, no, no. He the, he was saving Don't it get for just this moment. Uh, <laughs> it's right, supposed so, to be dramatic, but it comes across more as a Three Stooges thing. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Everybody's just stumbling around, trying not to die the same way uh, the villain died in Cobra. Uh, oh, yeah, wait a minute, Ooh, true. Yeah. Inferno at the smelting oh factory. Let off some steam. <laughs> oh god. Okay, so oh, god. let's go Alf to Seinfeld. Yes. Oh well. Okay, Jacob, wrap up the movie for us. Tell us how it ends. Uh, Clone Wars or uh, Attack, Attack of the Clones? Of the Clones yeah. Yes. Um, so uh, I guess at the very, very end, uh, Anakin, Padme get married. Before that, you have uh, the battle of Yoda versus Count Dooku, which I still think is one of the best battles. I know that was uh, a lot that of. That one stands out like a sore thumb to me. Uh. So w- one thing that stands out from that is uh, Christopher Lee not 
looking like he could wield a lightsaber. Um, yeah. And, like, when Anakin, like, gets his arm cut off, yeah, that looks pretty bad. Like, it's like, all right, why is Anakin just, like, having his arms extended like this, you know? But The Force uh, made him do it. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, forced him to do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. I can't. I'm trapped. <laughs> it's a trap. Um, yeah, so they get married in secret. There's the yeah, battle. Yeah. Um, and now we're gearing they up do for it. <laughs> they I totally assume. Do. What can he do with that robotic hand, I wonder? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and why does this robotic hand... In, in, in 2021, in 2021, you can get things that look very similar metal, right? to human organs. No, but I've heard you talk about it enough to where yes. I heard the words hand over fist, and I really don't need to know more. Kit Fisto. <laughs> That's a real name in this okay. movie. Yeah. So in that case, knowing how the movie ends. Blah, 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 Star Wars movies. Star Wars. Um, they Star Wars, and then the Star Wars is over. Yeah, they Star Wars. So, Jake, we yeah. have this incredibly scientific sophisticated scale scientific. that we use yeah. uh to measure the movies at the end of the episode it's called the alf to seinfeld scale alf and it's pretty great oh i was about to ask if you had ever even seen alf because it was, yeah. it was pretty great definitely before your That's time kind of counter to where we're going but no, he said alf okay. was pretty I thought, yeah. yeah, he's talking about Alf. So the show. Yeah, I thought oh, so that's going to sway. Felt okay, good. Well, hold on. So, anyway, talk to us. So the way that the scale works, we haven't explained it in a while, is that you grow up watching Alf and you think it's just the funniest highbrow comedy ever, and then you grow up and you watch it again, and you're like, oh, this was a steaming hot circle of garbage, and so that puts it at the bottom of the spectrum at zero, whereas Seinfeld. You saw that as a kid, and you're like, God, it's just all these boring adults talking about nothing. It's like when you run in to your mom's best friend, Trish, at the grocery store, and they talk for 45 minutes, and you feel like you're dying a slow death. But then you grow up, and you watch Seinfeld, and it's amazing. And you can relate to everything that they're talking about. So that puts Seinfeld at the top as a 10. And these, you're only going in either direction if the movie, if you changed your opinion about the movie. Because a perfect score, like if it's just as good now as it was when you first saw it, then it's a straight five. But if it got worse, it's, you know, between... Yeah, uh, zero it's a, to does four. it yeah. does it hold up? Yeah, it doesn't hold know? up. So, so a so, zero didn't hold up. Ten got better. Got way better. But five, you can five. Get off my rose tinted glasses. Yeah, you can go anywhere from zero to ten. So you can give it like a six, seven, four. Yeah. How did you feel about it when you recently watched it, as opposed to when you first watched? Yeah. It? So uh, to everyone uh, watching, I, I watched this about a year ago. Um, for the for the I, end. I still time? liked it. <laughs> I mean. Well, that'd be a five. Uh, yeah, that'd be close uh, yeah, to a five, yeah. 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 I would you say like at it least more? a five. Did you like it more? Yeah, the, the problem is I don't remember, like, I remember liking it when I was a kid, but, uh, yeah, I mean, at least a five, no more than an eight, but somewhere in that range. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to give it a straight five. It's it's what it. You're of the age for it to be what it was going to be. I, when well, I saw, saw, the, it, I yeah. saw it in the theater. I saw it, you know, I've seen it in the years since. Never gone up or down. So, so let me say this: uh, if it's just seen standalone, it's a five. If you watch it with the uh, Clone Wars, then I would say it's an eight. Okay. Interesting. Um, like you and Mr. Brown, I saw it in theaters. I remember when it came out, and it was a big deal, big budget movie of the summer, and. Like Jacob, I was rather impressed with the world building, the animation when I first saw it, because 
they were just really starting to do stuff on that scale with CG. And it was impressive, but I go back and the effects hold up very well, but to me, they just take away too much of the movie for me to be captivated. And like I said, I'm just, I'm not emotionally invested. Like, because, you know, Leia comes along in the first, in fourth, fifth, and sixth movies, and you're just like, oh, she is the ultimate Disney princess. She's a badass. You, Leia commands respect, and Padme just doesn't, in my opinion. She's not, like, a character I even looked up to when I was about 13 when these movies came out. So, it, I don't know. I, I would go, I'm going to go with a three on this one. Okay, I'm gonna I'm going with a seven, and I'll tell you why. When I when this came out, I was living in New York City and the just say New York. God formidable <laughs> years of my life, and I was very interested in girls, so it didn't appeal to me that much. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you right now, sitting with this group of people and you know our our new new friend here, I have a much better appreciation of the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I have to say I enjoyed it i I was like riding a wave, just trying to keep up with all of your conversations inserting, <laughs> yeah, you're a little quiet this inserting evening inserting little witticisms and you know innuendos and double entendres whenever I could so i'm I'm sticking with a seven all right now let me ask this uh you you brought up something that I thought was interesting. I do think Leia is a better character than Padme. Mm-hmm. I think Anakin, um, despite his faults, is a better character than Luke. Um, I, I like Obi-Wan as a supporting character more than Han Solo. Um, oh, wow. Wh- wh- where, where, we, where do you guys fall? Oh, that is tough. He's supposed yeah. to be a main character. Who, See, that's... But, I, I mean, yeah. if, you, if you look at Skywalkers as the main character, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I like. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of running out of because the thing nice is, things to say. Well, I'm just watching this ridiculous, stupid see, video see, game fight. Oh, I still love this. Well, <laughs> as central as Obi Wan was to the plot in A New Hope, and how he catapulted Luke into his journey as a Jedi, he was, he was the side character, not Han. Yeah, Han was instrumental in a lot of other more action type stuff happening. So. I like Leia better than Padme. I like Luke better than I like Anakin, for sure. Oh, no, he ripped her midriff covering off. Oh, dear. Oh, no. (laughs) I hope that that monster that sprays water doesn't come out. (laughs) See, one thing I do like about this, though, is, like, you know, everyone talks about how whiny Anakin is, but you you get to see... uh, you know how skilled that, <laughs> that do, doesn't help my cape getting dragged. But I mean, with no yeah. weapons, nothing but you know the chain that he's tied up on. I mean, he he's able to plot an escape. And well, what do you uh, think Luke did with the Rancor? Yeah, booyah! That's a good point there. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have his weapons. Okay, that that's one monster. He smashed it this with a rock. Three. Yeah, but he's these are yeah, but, but these monsters are all completely ridiculous. They're huge bugs. Yeah, it's weird. So, all right, we just get a big shoe. Who did you all like right. better? I think we've got to yeah. bring this yeah. home. Wrap Let's it up. close yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Let's one take last, her home. One very last thing is since we grew up with the older movies, and I actually saw the older ones in theaters, albeit for the twentieth anniversary. Who do you think has seen any given episode more in the theater? Like when you went to go, because you said I had to see the new Phantom Menace at least twice, right in a row. Like for instance, I saw Return of the Jedi seven times in the theater. Oh, I I never I once, except for Phantom Menace. Oh, okay. Just once for each of them. Yeah. 
Okay. Because, I mean, uh, you know, it was special edition. We, we saw them when they came out for the special edition. And, and you know, I mean, I, it was good. Well, see, that was my first exposure to Star Wars. We didn't have it on cassette at the house before we did. those came out. So yeah. you'd seen them before yeah. and I hadn't. So it was, a, it was a status symbol of how many times you watched Star Wars. <laughs> it was <laughs> only one Avatar. movie. Yeah. So I, I saw it eight times, but I wasn't nearly close to many of my so friends. You saw New Hope eight times. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because I saw Empire about five, so this, eh, it wasn't as fun of a contest as I. No, it really wasn't. So okay. no. Yeah. On that <laughs> utter dis- disappointing she note. Said utter. Uh, actually, uh, <laughs> the, the the surprising one uh, for me is uh, I saw The Force Awakens twice, but I've only seen uh, yeah. I might have seen this in theaters, but I was too young to really remember it. I definitely saw Revenge of the Sith, though, in theaters. Gotcha. And I think I only saw that once. Cool. Well, on that bombshell of a contest, <laughs> I'm going to wrap things up. Jacob, we are so happy that you could join us here Absolutely. in the studio tonight. Thank so thank thanks you for, for joining us. Coming and joining us with your uh, nerdy knowledge of the Star Wars universe and your different perspective, because I, I think that really made for some interesting conversation so we appreciated you being on the show with us tonight hindsighters we always appreciate you joining us in the studio virtually or otherwise so uh thank you for joining us for your drive time your listening time your battling giant bugs time your lightsaber time we really don't care what kind of time this has been darth adam and jason with hindsight and good night <laughs>